And welcome to episode 36 of the Goals in Motion podcast. A happy new year to all the listeners who are joining us from 2023 going into 2024. This week we will be talking about two Premier League games that we will be reviewing. Luton, Chelsea, Liverpool, Newcastle. Enjoy! And as always on the podcast, we would like to say thank you to Jensen Day for his music for the podcast. You can find him on Apple Music, Spotify and all your music providers. Go and give him a follow. Really, really good up-and-coming artist and would appreciate the follow. Pick of the week. So this week in Pick of the Week, we're going to be going through Luton, Chelsea and Liverpool, Newcastle respectively. Happy New Year, Raz. How's it going? All right? Yeah, yeah. Bang on. Happy New Year, everyone. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Hope everyone is well and had a nice festive period. Um, so, yeah, we'll just, just get cracking. So, Luton, Chelsea. Um, did the game go the way you thought it was going to go, as or was it a little bit closer than, than you thought? Six and two threes because I expected the win. I think at the start of the season, I... I said if Luton didn't win a single game this season, it wouldn't have surprised me. They have done. They've done well. But, yeah, I, I expected to to get the win, and we got the win. The two goals they got back, they did well to get them. I think, I remember there was a there was certain periods of that game where we were 3-0 up, and our players had the ball in midfield, or the centre-backs had hold of the ball, and they just weren't even pressing, even though they were 3-0 down. So I think that made a lot of the players take the foot off the gas and then just like out of nowhere Luton came at us and you know got the two goals back. I thought I thought some of the goals were good quality. I mean Madoweki's goal was quality. Cole Palmer's I mean Cole Palmer scored well. The first one was a good strike and the last one was dirt. Just to have that much composure in that small space. Um and I thought Jackson was played better when he started, when he was like stopped trying to be the main man up front and he kind of did his own thing and went about and, you know, he was holding the ball up and he was, you know, getting the assists. I like him in that role, uh, mainly because it's the only time he's actually effective in the game when he's doing that. But yeah, it was a, a good win. I'm glad we didn't take the foot all the way off the gas and they didn't manage to get a third goal. So we could have went from cruising 3-0 to draw him 3-3 I know why Thiago Silva was pissed off I know he explained it that he didn't want this to be the same as Christmas where we messed that up and that tackle in the last minute the last seconds was celebrated like a goal I think for a lot of people but yeah closer than it should have been but we've got the three points and at the end of the day that's all that matters yeah that's that's all that matters three points not I think not a lot of people will disagree with us on that one. Um, so, Luton, did you find their approach to the game a little, like, interesting? Like, they're at home, yeah, they're playing Chelsea, big club. Obviously, lo- loads of sides struggle to deal with Chelsea because they've got, they've got quality players all over the pitch. But did, did it surprise you that they're set up to not lose rather than win? I know Luton have caused problems for a lot of the big teams um, and then obviously 
the, the, the player their own style and their own pitch and everything but I don't know what it was that they set up to do against us because I ex obviously like I said I expected to win but I expected a hard game you know because they're hard to break down and everything but it just I don't know what it was I can't describe it it just it didn't seem like the same team that's caused problems for everyone I don't know what the tactics were or anything but yeah, it was, it was a weird one. I'd, I'd be interested to know what it was a sow to do because whatever it was, it didn't work. Well, that's the thing. And when I looked at, obviously, the highlights, we looked at the highlights and, you know, you've got to do a little bit little bit of research in order to try and dig deeper into what, what the tactics were because, like you say, when the other other teams in the top seven, top eight have gone there, They've created them issues and it's been a close game. It wasn't as one-sided. And don't, honestly, obviously you can... <coughs> excuse me. There's no there's no bias from me on this game. Um, like there won't be from you on the next game. But for me, Luton, the scoreline flattered them. 3-2. It was never a 3-2 game. It was a 7-2 game, if they were lucky. Like, there was no, you know, the I think it was about the 80th minute. Ross Barkley got that header, um, and then obviously once they're at home and you know it's it it was almost like do you know what it felt like for to me, an FA Cup tie, mm. because Luton being a couple of leagues below and you know you've got a big boy at home and you score with ten minutes to go, and then you get another one and you're like oh bloody hell this could this could happen here, it almost felt a little put on, like they were like oh well we've gone one nil down Cole Palmer unbelievable finish and then they just you know they just they just lost the plot and then for me I'm I'm asking questions where I'm like why does it take you 80 minutes to start playing why like that's a ridiculous amount of time maybe 75 if you've been if we're being nice about it 75 minutes and to not play for that long doesn't make any sense to me 75 if you're not going to play just don't play for 90 minutes rather than only playing for the last 10 minutes well I've said what doesn't make sense to me is you know, Luton's been on a decent run. But that decent run only started when, obviously, that happened with Tom Lockyer. Yeah. And so then they went on the run, and I know they were doing it for him, and, you know, we all hope he gets well soon. But to me, if you look at it from a footballing terms, it's like, well, is he just not that good of a player that they needed to do this without him? Now he's out the team that can do this, or did they just require that extra motivation to... Get some sort of fearlessness. They needed to focus on something to drive them that extra bit forward, um, which up until now is a lack of professionalism, really. If, if you can't get motivated to play in the Premier League after the story and all the attention around you, you know, their fans call it the greatest fairy tale in football, which it isn't, but, you know, it's nice that they've got something to hold mm. on to. So, that, like I said to you before, I just wondered why. Why is it took something tragic like that to happen? For them to go on a run, because before they've been bang average and poor, which nobody expected massive things, but just I I just I couldn't work it out why now he's out of the team. So for me it was either he was holding them back, mm. like he just he was out of form or whatever, which I hadn't really seen, or they just needed something extra to give them a boost, which I don't know if that comes down to them, you know, not. Like I said, like could be a lack of professionalism. Maybe the manager just can't g them up as much as he wants mm. to. I don't understand it, but yeah, that came against us. I don't know what the tactics were. 
Um, but I, I go back to what I've said. I, I, I didn't think they'd win a single game this season, and I know that was horrible because they probably will win one. They're guaranteed to win a couple, maybe. Mm. I just that that game defined it for me. It's like certain games you can't see what the tactics are. You don't know what they're trying to do. <laughs> like I, I really don't know, but just glad we got the win anyway. And yeah, we go again. Um, FA Cup, FA Cup on Saturday. Carabao Cup against Middlesbrough on the Tuesday. Let's hope we can uh, win both of them and keep it going. So, sticking with Chelsea for no couple of minutes. So, the next next couple of games, obviously in cup competitions, are you, are you more confident than you were, say, a month ago? About progressing and... Yes and no. Yes, because we're playing better. But no, because usually when we play better, that's when it goes tits up. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's see. I mean, the the two games we should win in the Cup, mm. both of the Cups, so let, let's let go with it. And if it's disappointing, then it just sums us up. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd be fully expecting to beat Middlesbrough away in the Carabao Cup. Hmm. Even, even, even with a couple of your starters not starting, I would say. I wouldn't underestimate them, but I wouldn't, you know, I would, I wouldn't be worried because I think you've got enough, you've got enough talent in your team to be able to, to definitely make the final. Are they, but they used to be at Wembley, didn't they? Yeah, it's um, and then they changed it. They've changed it, so it's only now the final of the Carabao Cups at Wembley, mm. and the semi-finals and the final of the FA Cup respectively are at Wembley. Ah, right. Well, the shit that gets changed. You know, it's, it's... <coughs> I know, it's uh, it's crazy, but yeah, that that'll be, you know, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. Ah, you know, touching back on uh, Luton just for a minute before we move on. Um, I think the bang average, the the only games they're really gonna win is are at home. Mm. They'll win maybe a couple away teams around them, but I just I just don't rate them. And and for me, for your your reasoning was bang on. I just I just think they're bang average and that's why they've not won games and they're needed and it's not a motivation and not mm. a motivator, it's an excuse. Mm. That's happened and it's tragic and hopefully makes a full recovery and doesn't play football again. That's mm. best for him. If that's happened yeah. twice in less than a year, mm. then you know, you you've got to be smart about it. So let let's see what he does. If mm. he tries to carry on then obviously everyone will be open, he's fine, but I don't think it's worth risking. I know football's his life and everything, but it well, could cost, cost you your life. Yeah. There's a life after football as well. Well, that's it. A lot of people aren't prepared for that. But he's, if he's got a family and kids and stuff to think about, then yeah. he needs to be smart with it. So yeah, so fing- fingers crossed everything goes well for him and his family. Um, and I'm sure Luton will... Won't surprise anybody with how they how they get on in the next couple no, of months. I, mean, but you I, know know. A, I know it's a lower league team that's came up with that stadium and everything's poor. It's, <laughs> very, it's not. It's very poor. I know they said they had to upgrade Dreadful. certain things for the Premier League. I'd like to know what it was, because I'm not. I'm not dissing it because you mm. know it's a stadium. It's their stadium, but like when you talk about Premier League standard, that's that's not Premier League standard. I don't know. I'm int- I'd be interested to know what requirements the Premier League yeah. gave them to say you need to do this 
to qualify as a Premier League stadium. I'd love to know what it was, because to me that's still too small, and everything to be a, a Premier League stadium. But I'll tell you what, they've cleaned out the utility cupboard and put the VAR <laughs> booth in there, haven't they? Guys, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, honestly, it's just mad. It's, it is a dread. It is a dreadful stadium. It, it's like a League One, League Two stadium at best, isn't it? It's. Did you say you had a pal that had went there and he said it was awful? Yeah. Said it was it was tiny, it was crammed, um, and it just wasn't it just wasn't great. It's still got like the pillars holding the stand up. Yeah. Imagine it stuck behind one of them. I know. You said Everton was the only other one to do yeah. that, but Everton ground's nice. That's a nice ground. Yeah, it's that's it's, a nice Premier League stadium. Yeah, it's not like they've got that pillars because they haven't got the money to upgrade it or whatever, it's just it's part of the fabric yeah. of that stadium. But you know, these are just it's a, it's a, probably a league one stadium yeah. in the Premier League. And we'll see. See see how it goes for them for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll need to spend money to upgrade it because they're not going to be in the Premier League next season, so be all good. I completely agree with that one. Um hopefully the the prover's wrong though, obviously we wanna we wanna see teams doing well, but you know, not a team who are bang average. No, it's just pure you get found out in this league if you bang average you get beat. It's as simple mm. as that. It's your league in the world where bottom of the table could beat top of the table. Yeah. But if you bang average, you lose the game usually. Yeah. Unless the other team's bang average as well, and <laughs> who knows where it's going to go. So. It's a very yeah. good point. Very, very good point. To be fair, they're probably doing better than Sheffield United, but yeah. you know, Wilders took over again, so he should be doing stuff with them. Mm. Let's let's see. Be interesting down that bottom. Probably more interesting than the top. Yeah, it probably will be. So talking about two bang average teams quickly, just going off subject. Burnley Sheffield United thought it was going to be a close game. Burnley whooped them five out. Like, I do like that um, that lad that scored for Burnley. The, the winner plays on the left. I know. Um, there's two of them. There's that. Uh, I know who you mean. Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But they've got they've got a couple of good players. Burnley just need to put it all together. That's it. And pe- people, would you say that that's not the word, but it is the word. Arrogance is the word. That company sets up a certain way and it seems like he wants to play his way and not alter it yeah. game to game. Well, that's what Arteta does at Arsenal and that's why they've never won the Premier League. You know, they've won yeah. what, a, a Carabao Cup and a, a Carabao Cup and a Super Cup or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is they've won. I know they've only won two majors. What Arsenal? Yeah. What is yeah. It ca- ca- is it is it a Carabao Cup and an FA Cup? I maybe? think so. I think that's all they've won. I. Um, and your Arsenal fans will be happy with that, but that's just because they've got mm. nothing else. But you know, you bottled an eight-point lead or fifteen points, I think it was, because Arteta was the same yeah. with the arrogance, setting up your way and thinking, right, I'm not going to alter it, depending on who we play. And it seems like that's what companies doing. Um, I'm sure he'll alter it as he goes because he's smart enough to know as a footballer yeah. at the highest level that you need to alter stuff. So I'm sure he will cave. He doesn't look like an arrogant prick like Arteta is. Yeah. So a company's smart enough to know he needs to change it. Um, but obviously we said at the start of the season that was the fear that they would try and play the way they played last season and they'll get found out because this is a harder league. I hope they do well. I, you know, I was a fan of company as a player. Um, and I hope it does well with them. So I'm I'm rooting for Burnley. Ah, uh, they'll 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 do okay. I reckon we'll uh, we'll check back in and see see how they're getting on at about Feb- February March time and 
see what our predictions from the beginning of the season are looking like. So, moving on to Anfield. Hmm. Um, it's it's a difficult one to uh, digest for you. Yeah, it is because obviously we've got we're reviewing it, and then we've obviously you know got a bit of ref watch as well to go through. Um, so we'll go through the basics of the game, and hmm. yeah. So I'll start with you. What did you What did you think of the game? Was it a fair reflection of the game? Like, did anything impress you from either side? And do you think the scoreline was justified? I mean, it's been Liverpool's problem for the last few games. They have so many shots, and they just can't finish it. It seems like they rely on Salah a lot, and I think it could be a concern now that he's gone to the African Cup of Nations. Mm. Darwin Nunes, he seems to do everything but put the ball in the back of the net. If he could get that finishing side, then what a player he'll be because he's always involved. He's got pace, he's got power. So if he could finish, he would be, he would be a gem for them. Uh, but yeah, I thought, if you look at it from a football point of view, they probably should have been 3-4-5 in the upper half time. Mm-hmm. But you defended well, you were solid. They just couldn't finish a thing. And then they got the... It wasn't the penalty first, was it? That Lewis Diaz won. Which was the first goal? It was the Salah one. Yeah. The Salah one, yeah. When it was played across. I think they did that for two of the goals, That just that pass yeah, they did, played yeah. it and squared it. So they figured out that that, that was working. Which, if, if Klopp's came up with that and said to them, look, keep mm. that one, then that's, you know, that's genius for that side of it. But yeah, I mean, basis on the play, Liverpool deserved to win that. Mm. But I, you know, a lot of people expected Liverpool to trounce. Newcastle and they just didn't and that was a good finish from Isaac it seems Nunez's finishing is predictable yeah that one where he got through and the goalkeeper wants you to take an extra touch because that gives him a chance to come you've either got to go around the keeper or just put yeah. it under him and he didn't um, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute but after you speak the decisions but I mean first of all that your Diego Jota one that's not a penalty none in a million years is that a penalty there's minimal contact and then he goes down a few seconds later. And that Luis Diaz one is an interesting one because I know Kai Havertz was denied one for Arsenal at the start of the season because he said if there was contact on his left leg or whichever leg it was, then he plants that leg and then moves forward and mm. then goes down and they said, well, there's contact on that leg but you've still been able to put yeah. your weight on it and move and it wasn't given. But then this one was. And I think it's just because the Havertz one wasn't given initially, so they weren't going to overturn it. Whilst this one was given. So that's not a clear and obvious error to mm. overturn it. So that's why it was given. But at the same time, if, if it's like, okay, the laws dictate if this happens, it's not a penalty, or if that happens, it is, then it should be overturned. It should be clear and obvious. If, if, if that's the rule, tell the ref, right, you haven't given this, but the rule is... If their legs like this, you have to give it. So then, why aren't they overturning it? Because that's what the law is, which I don't understand. Like, like I said to you last night when you said it changed with when Thiago Silva had crossed it in and the Crystal Palace player had headed it back. But it's like we watched Dermot Gallagher on Ref Watch saying they've they've changed the rules with like handballs and stuff to be so specific that it's complicating it for everyone. Um, and this is weird now. Like it's. They're trying to do too much. So, yeah, the Diaz one was a penalty. I would say I'm just referring to the Havertz one of how you can yep. see when it's not given. 
the shots are one never in a million years was that a penalty and it says something and it's shameful and embarrassing that he would rather jump to the ground than put the ball in an open net it's pathetic mm. it's pathetic on the highest level um, so yeah I think the game you did well considering all the injuries you've got um, to hold out for that long um, I mean Gordon got an assist for that goal Isaac's goal but I felt like he was lazy a lot of the time he just didn't want to do anything but yeah look 4-2 uh, Liverpool will probably believe that the two goals shouldn't have happened they should have won 4-0 um, Liverpool probably I mean the squad for they probably deserved more but at the same time you could say well if you can't finish your chances maybe you didn't even deserve them but look it was what it was most people expected a Liverpool win they got the win they had to work harder than they should have for it but you know you were resilient and um, yeah one was a pen one was never a penalty in a million years and that's all I've got to say over to you hmm. here's, here's the passion it's speech <laughs> yeah um, I'm glad we're doing it now and not last night <laughs> because that would have that would have made for some some in, in, entertaining listening. Maybe that's what the viewers want. Some entertaining yeah, maybe we're gonna have to. If we can find a touchy subject, then I'll I'll set the standard. <laughs> I'll, I'll lower the bar as low it goes. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. Right, we'll go from the beginning because I think that that's the best place. So the start the starting lineup, we've got injuries and we've got loads of them, but so is every team. To not only right, so my problem is it's the left back position, and it's really frustrating because. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I don't understand why he signed Lewis Hall on loan because I haven't seen him play for you. Like he, he can play he, left back, yeah. and he can play midfield. I don't know why he's not getting in when you need a left back with pace. Well, that well that's the thing. So then you revert to so we'll we'll quickly revert to when we played using the Carabao. Mm. Lewis Hall perfectly fit left back. All he had to do was put Livermento at left back because he can play left back as well, mm. and then no put yeah no right. So Kraft got injured. Trippier came on. Trippier never should have came on because his head's not in the right place. Mm. Obviously, your goal came from the Trippier mistake. He should have either put he should have put Lewis Hall left back, Livermento right back, right because Livermento was playing left back yeah. against Chelsea. So that's all he had to do. And for me, the goal doesn't happen. But then that's just like hindsight. It doesn't even. It, doesn't mm. matter, but the Lewis Hall thing's interesting because I've spoke I've spoke to quite a few Newcastle fans about this, and they're like, apparently he's not he's not up to standard in training. But then I, is he going to be any worse than Dan Burn? Like I I don't understand I don't understand what dirt Dan Burn's got on Eddie Howe because I don't understand how it, how he's always in the starting lineup. Well, that's interesting because if he's not up to standard in training for using, he doesn't get played. But yeah, he played a few games for us and he was quality. Then I, I don't understand that then because that's like your standards seem to be set higher than ours, yeah. which don't get wrong from our point doesn't make any sense mm. because you know, like I, I just I don't get that. Like he must be up to standard because he was up to standard yeah. to get, even though we were struggling, you know, we're, we're still Chelsea. So he was still playing games and he was quality when he played, he played well. He was our best player for a couple of games. So if that's the case, that's the case. You know what I mean? I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying that that's that's weird that that would be the reason. I don't buy it. Because I know he's a Newcastle fan. Yeah. And that's why he was happy to go there. 
So uh, something must be going on. I, f- I think he's doing. I think it's something behind the scenes. You think than... maybe the club signed him and Eddie Howe didn't want him? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, because for me, right. So going for, going for Lewis Hall, I think he's a great addition. He's had some really good games. He's had a couple of poor games, but not everyone's going to be unreal all the time. Mm. And I think it's one of them where Eddie Howe has clearly got a favourite in Dan Byrne mm. and Sean Longstaff and Miguel Almiron, right? So there is, there is three core favourites, right? None of them should be playing. No, exactly. Sean Longstaff, you can you can argue, oh, if we've got some injuries, then he's... He's physical, I think, that yeah. works to his advantage. That he's physical, you need physical players in there, because yeah. Bruno Grimage isn't... I probably pronounced his name wrong, but you know what I mean? Bruno's not that physical. He's got a bit of aggression about him, yeah. but he's not that physical, whilst Longstaff is, and obviously... Big Joe's flying, yeah. isn't he? Well, that, that's the thing. So when you look when you look at that, you think, right, this is the basis of the team. I don't know why. I hope things go right for young Lewis Hall because I like him. I think I think he's a good addition, and I don't think you'd have many many fullbacks who can play centre midfield either. So I think that's a, you know that that's definitely that's a positive. But then when you wait. When you're saying about the lineup and when you look at last night, obviously he didn't feature again, which for me was strange. The thing, right? The thing with Dan Burners, and it sounds like I'm slagging him constantly. It's not. That's not what it's about. What it's about is I want my manager to pick players on form, and his form has been shit all season. Since since teams know how we play, Eddie Howe doesn't have a plan B. Right, you'll notice. So we do the high press, but we do the high press away from home. And all you've got to do, like Liverpool showed last night, or like Chelsea show when we played them away, or any team away who are decent, ball one ball over the top. He's running like he's running through treacle, Dan Burn. And if you've got any amount of pace, you're going through on goal and you can square. They got two squares off that 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 scenario. So it's like. It, that's what's frustrating. It's not even the fact of other teams turning up. Whether Liverpool think they should trounce us or not, like it's at this moment in time in this say quarter of the season, we've fucked ourselves over because of team selection and poor substitutions from the manager. And that's and you can't just go, Well he did well last season, obviously came in, saved us from relegation a couple of seasons ago. Got Champions League last year, fair play. But last season's last season. You're not going to keep shaking his hand and saying, well done for getting Champions League last year. Mm. Constantly, because football changes so quickly. See, the thing is, like, you know, he did well with that last year. Obviously, I can't comment because I don't know it all. You'll know. You can qualify for that. Like, you know, you're trying to propel. You've got the money now. You're trying to propel into the, the big leagues with the biggest teams. Qualifying for the Champions League, that was good. There has to be instant progress after that. Mm. Even a tiny bit progress. You know, you finished, what, was it fourth you finished last season? So even if this season you think, right, we've finished third, we haven't won the league, we haven't really challenged because, like, let's say, first and second fly away with it. It's progress. At least you can say, right, we've finished higher. Or if you finish in the Champions League spots again and you put in solid performances and you beat Mm. big teams, do you think, do you see any sort of progress from last season or is it, does it seem a bit worse than last season? I know the injuries affect it, but you still need to have... If you have injuries and you've got players in that aren't up to standard, but you can see the tactics are right, the players just aren't good enough, then you can think, well, that's that's fine. You know, obviously, it's not fine because you don't want to get beat, but you think, right, OK, I can see what he's trying to do. Just without the injuries, we'd have won this game because of this. Do you think there's any sort of progress from last season or has it kind of, like, gone stale? I think I think it... It's the same as last season. Do you and that's, think the that's clock's, the problem. Think the clock's ticking on Eddie Howe. 
or is well, that not a concern at the minute? I think it's a massive concern. Mm. I, right, so for instance, if you sit, if you go back, so we'll go back from say the last ten games, right? Yeah. So we'll go the last ten games, and this this leads into the the concern, right? So we'll go obviously lost to Liverpool. Yeah. Which was expected. Unless you're a Newcastle fan, it's expected, isn't it? So like so you've gone from from losing to Liverpool, obviously lost to Chelsea the week like the week before that in the cup. Yeah. Um then you're looking at the next few fixtures which are Sunderland <laughs> Sunderland away in the FA Cup, right? Has to win that. I'm I'm worried if he doesn't. Right, so let's go let's go from we'll just go in England. So second of December beat Man United one nil. Oh great result. Then you go to Everton a couple of days later, you think, Oh, Everton are shit really, aren't they? Not a great team. You know, dice ball, it's alright, as long as you don't fall into their hands. Three nil loss. Not ideal. Then you go to Spurs, get pumped four one. Worse than Everton. Yeah. Then you draw. Then then you think you're going to get a positive result against. Obviously, we said we're going to cover England. Positive result against Milan at home. Get beat two one. You beat Fulham, who were down to ten men after about half an hour. You know, Fulham are a strange team. Then you go to Chelsea in the quarter final of the cup. And you draw, and then get beat on pens. Can't beat getting beat on pens is what it is, right? Then you go to Luton, who was shit. There's no even. I'm not even going to be PG about it. The dog shit. Get beat one nil. Then you play Forest at home. Get beat three one. Then you go to Anfield and get beat four two. These results, when you're talking about progress, aren't good. It's a result business. It's not a sentimental business. Two years ago, oh yeah, thanks for saving us from relegation. We love you forever. But then you need to progress. Then last season we did progress. We got Champions League. We finished fourth. I'm I'm telling you now. If we get beat by Sunderland, Man City, and Villa, which are our next three games, he's sacked. I think so. Yeah. That's facts. You can't lose. So that'd go. That their, them fixtures were just from December. But I, I'll 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 correct myself if if I'm wrong. But if you lose the next say four games, three games in all competitions. That'll be one win in all competitions in 14 games. It's all going to come down to who's in charge of the football side of it um, and how they look at it. Because if they're still focused on thinking, right, okay, did well last season, is due a bad season because it's it's all changed mm. with us and everything. If that's their viewpoint, then they'll kind of like sweep it under the rug and think, oh, yeah, I'll turn it round. We've got injuries and whatever. But if you've got somebody in who's ruthless and says, right, no, we want to be successful, I know you've got injuries, but it's your job to figure it mm. out, then then they'll get rid of him. So it'll come from, uh, if, you know, you could lose them games, like you said, but if the person in charge of it is thinking, right, okay, you've got injuries, I sympathise with you, then they'll just sweep it under the mm. rug. So it all comes on how they're looking at yeah. it. If, if it's me, after the results and that you've read out, I would tell him now, or sometime soon, like, you know, you need to at least win the Sunderland game, and then out of them next couple of games, we want you to get at least a point out of them. We, we want more, 
Yeah. But if you get a point at least, then we'll say, right, this is the final point, and then we'll look going forward. But if, if it was me, I would, yeah, if, if it lost them games that you're saying, then I, I can't see how it goes forward. But you obviously got to have who's available. Yeah, that's, that's the other question, isn't it's, it? It's the draw. I mean, we sacked a lot of managers, but we always had the draw to, to get managers yeah. to leave the jobs if necessary. So it's... I think I think you could get some managers because that's an exciting project with, you know, the money's came in, the the plans there and everything. So, uh, I, I don't know if the club would maybe reach out to a manager before the mm. sack Eddie House, so they could get somebody in. Let's see, let's see what happens. Like I said, it's the Sunderland game you need to win. Yeah, that's that's a minimum. We need to smash them red and white bastards on Saturday. Yeah, and if there's any Sunderland fans listening, then. I'm sure you can't wait to win and they'll be sitting listening to this laughing at you <laughs> if, uh, if they get the job done. I don't know. So that's the that's the uh, that's the situation. But like I say we'll see. Um and just to finish off on the game. For me, what it's really diff I think it's really difficult for me to to review a game when the night before you're watching and it's really frustrating because you know, it's like watching your team, you get frustrated and, you know, why are you not doing this, this and this? For me, was was the result... Was Liverpool winning deserved? Yes. Was 4-2 the right scoreline? No. For me, 3-2 would have been fair enough. They had a lot of shots, but when you've got Darwin Nunes who can't finish his dinner up front, like, then you have to revert to the shithouse... Due goals on FIFA. That that that's ultimately what they did. Um, but you know it is what it is. Um, for me, three two would have been fair. Um, we'll we'll cover we'll cover the penalty decisions in the ref watch. Um, but for me, I think I think I think Liverpool Liverpool fans need to need to remember need to remember to have a bit bit of grace and a bit of respect because for some reason. They the think that this the this irresistible force, who can smash every team whenever they play them, and that ain't the case. Like let's be honest, when you when you look at games, and yes, that that Liverpool that one VAR decision that Liverpool have had against them, which was against Tottenham Hotspur, where obviously Diaz went through on goal and they didn't see the offside and they restarted the game and all that, and obviously they end up losing the game. Whatever is what it is, right? But let's be honest, the amount of luck. That they've got on their fucking side, week in, week out from VAR is it? It's almost borderlines pure corruption for me. Well, here's, here's the reality check, not just for Liverpool, but like for Arsenal. Even though Arsenal haven't got a chance of winning the league because the bottle, Liverpool's probably the only other one that can. But here's the reality check for them now. They can talk about who's top of the table and this and that. The bar's always set by City. City have dropped. So many points that they shouldn't have dropped this season. Like, for City standards, mm. this has been awful. And nobody's running away with the league. Mad, isn't it? City's still, what, City's, what, like, three points behind, top or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're not far behind This, If you want to win the title, like Liverpool or whoever, you think, right, all right, City's dropped more points. We need to get the win. We need, this is our chance to go 5, 10, 15 points clear. Um, because who would bottle a title when they're 15 points clear? <laughs> oh, sorry, Arsenal fans, but 
You know what I mean? That that's what I mean. Like yeah. So they can say, oh, well, we're top this and that. Yeah, but City's still there. Like you haven't took that chance. Everyone's dropping points. City set the standard. City set the bar. Um, and even when they're having a shit time of it, nobody's able to take advantage. You know, I think yeah. I think that season when Liverpool won the title, you know, during the COVID times, other teams struggled, and that was a season where they took advantage of, you know, City yeah. dropping points. And if if they want a challenge for this title, then they need to do that. If City drop points, right, okay, that's motivation for us. We need to get this. And so far, nobody's took advantage of it. So, like, if I ask you now, if I give you a th- if you got a thousand pound and somebody said, right, put that on somebody to win the title now, everyone's putting it on Man City. Um, Unless you're an Arsenal fan and you put it on Arsenal, which is stupid. <laughs> and maybe not all of them would do that, but from the ones I know and the ones I've seen, I. I but yeah, look, a couple of Liverpool fans would put it on themselves, which, you know, fair enough. But I think everyone would still back City to win just because nobody's running away with it. Yeah. I I would put it on Man City every season until I see a massive decline in the style of play or maybe the players they bring in or whatever. But I think... If I had a grand, I'd put, it, I'd put it on City at the beginning of the season before balls even kicked. Mm. And I wouldn't change my mind now either. I'd put it on City now and I'd put it on... like Because Man City are capable of these crazy runs and you just don't know how they do it year after year. It's... But De Bruyne and Haaland have been out the last few yeah. weeks. They've still got to come back. And January's here. I mean, I don't know if Pep's ever been a manager where he hasn't signed someone in every single window. They'll spend again. Sometimes he just signs... Just to be a part of it, yeah. So who knows they're going to bring in? I mean, they signed Doku, and everyone was like, "Well, why have you signed him? Like he was quality." And then he's came in, he's been flying. So he he knows how to sign a player, you know. So let's see. I uh, will see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll jump. We'll just jump straight into ref watch. I think. Yeah. Um, Liverpool Newcastle. There's a few few decisions that so what we'll discuss and there was and if you've if you've only managed to watch the catch the highlights um, through Sky Sports on like YouTube and stuff the miss the missed the penalty call um, before Liverpool went and scored the third goal yeah yeah um, so we'll we'll get we'll get to that as well but the first goal right so let's. Obviously, you you made some really good points when you were discussing earlier about the first penalty on Luis Diaz. Um, I can see why it's being given, but I don't think it's a penalty. And that's not me being biased. If it happened to Nottingham Forest or it happened to bloody Luton or Burnley or whoever or Chelsea, right? I don't I don't think it's a pen. Enough, but when we've been listening to ex-referees, Dermot Gallagher, Mark Lattenberg, etc. Um, the laws, the laws aren't black and white. Our referee, the laws aren't black and white. It's all subjective and the way the way it's written is wrong because it should be, this is a penalty, this is not, right? So if he goes down straight away, I ain't complaining. He stum- he, he almost staggers thinking, oh shit, I need, I'll, if I go down, I'm going to get a penalty here. But he doesn't. And it's a similar to Havertz, isn't it? Mm. 
But for me personally, I don't think I don't think it's a pen, and I'm not being biased, but I just don't think it's a penalty. I I just can't. Even when I'm watching high, with what I've watched highlights numerous amount of times today, and I and I can't see where Anthony Taylor's coming from at all, and I don't know why. It's almost like he he changes his mind and thinks, "Oh, I should have went down." When he, he's tried to carry on, and he thinks, "Oh, I should have went down," and then he's went down. But like I said, I think the, that that's the only thing that could have stopped it being a pen that he's took that extra step. But I think in general. Uh, I've seen some horrific penalties decisions given. Horrific. Mm. That's one of the lesser ones where you can think, okay, that's a pen. Mm. But fucking hell, that second one, that Diego Jota <laughs> one, that's a disgrace. He should be fucking embarrassed. You've got to tap in with an open goal and you'd rather throw yourself to the ground. Um, and I, I, Did the keeper get booked for that? I can't remember, but regardless... How how they not overturned that? I don't know, but yeah. I'd be very interested to listen to the the audio. They just talk shit, don't they? They they, they do. They, t- they talk shit, and it there's no there's no getting away from that. But I think for me, the need the needs to be, there needs to be some sort of some sort of clarity from. I don't want an apology either. I don't want an apology from Howard Webb and his cronies. I don't want an apology because that's, that ain't gonna fix that. Nothing. That's a joke. That's all they do. Like, you could be in charge of a game that could people three points to survive or go down, which is what like hundred hundred and twenty five million yeah. or something like that, or players getting in the Champions League or not getting in the Champions League, and you oh sorry, no no sorry, do your fucking job properly, and we won't have these issues. Like it's it's pathetic. Yeah. Like how are they not like if a manager shit and the team doesn't win. And he makes mistakes, he gets sacked. Why, like, if you're watching a VAR screen and you still fuck it up and get it wrong yeah. numerous times, why you still got a job? It's pathetic, honestly. I know it's it. It's one of them, isn't it? But let let me let me clarify this for you. Newcastle fans won't be requesting a replay of the game like Liverpool did against mm. Spurs because we're not five years old. Like and that that's the mentality of some of these football fans now. And I don't know what it is, and it, it's not just Liverpool, there's there's loads of fan bases who are like that. We crack on. I mean just just chirping yeah. in that, that Fulham game where Arsenal got beat. They're on Twitter and that taking screenshots of every single foul that Fulham made. Yeah. Saying, oh, this should have been a foul, that should have been a foul. Like that's pathetic. And just one more on that VAR, what sums it up for me personally? was that time a couple of seasons ago where Cucurella got his hair pulled in the box yeah. and VAR reviewed it and nothing was given. And then Mike Dean went in that interview saying, oh yeah, it was a clear pen, but Anthony Taylor's my mate and he'd had a hard game, so I didn't want to give him any more shit. That is fucking embarrassing. And for me, that sums it up. It doesn't matter if that's the right decision. If that's your fucking pal on the pitch yeah. and he's had a shit game, you won't say, look, it's a pen, give it because I don't need to get any more shit. So rather than him saying, you've got that decision wrong, mate, let's redeem yourself and give a right one, he said, ah, I'm just not even going to fucking bother with it. That's a fucking disgrace. I think we drew that game. Mm. We'd have fucking beat them. That Romero's a dirty bastard. But yeah, that, that's some var up for me when Mike Dean said, oh, yeah, it was a clear red, but um, it's my pal, so I didn't want to give him any Corruption. That's a fucking disgrace. That's corruption at its fucking highest level. They're all embarrassing. And him and fucking that Taylor... 
Oh, I know. Compare the fucking eggheads together. <laughs> I know, and that's the thing. So when you when you look at that, so obviously the first penalty decision, we can we can call it one way, call it the other. It is what it is. That that's the way of the game now, unfortunately. It's. I mean, I know you don't think it's a penalty, but it's probably more of a penalty than not a penalty. In, in the laws of how it is. I'd say the laws of how it is, it's probably 65-35. Mm. More of a penalty than... Um, What's your thoughts on the second one? <laughs> I mean, there's only one thing to have. <laughs> only Liverpool fans will say that's a penalty. So, for me, so when you when you look at all angles, so the main angle where you can see him running through on goal, so Dubravka, if you're going to be, you know, if, you, if you're going to try and be 50-50, sit on the fence about it, Dubravka dives down as any keeper would um, and I think it's either his elbow or his knee or something I can't remember exactly I've watched it that many times my head's absolutely battered um, there's a little bit of contact on, on, his, on Jota's right boot but then he knocks the ball past anyway and then he keeps running and then goes down like a sack of shit and it's not a pen you could see first time wasn't a pen Every single time I've watched a replay, not a pen. Um, for me, it's a free kick and a yellow card for simulation. He's diving. Mm. It's a clear dive. And I don't understand how VAR haven't overturned it. Like, I'd, I can't even... Do you know what? If it was the other way around and Isak went through on goal and he dribbled, went past Allison and he dived, I'd be like, do you know what? Dive, yellow card. I think if it's the other end, I don't think we get a pen. Mm. And, I don't, and I honestly don't. That that's the way it is, and I don't know why. I'm frustrated with it. Do you know what? Not even because of it made it four two, or the fact of like obviously with Salah's follow up penalty, like it's not even the fact that we got beat or nothing like that. It's the fact of stay on your fucking feet and get a tap in, you fucking idiot. It's pathetic that he'd rather go down than that. Do you know what? Because by the reaction on the even on the highlights of the Liverpool fans when he went down, like a lot of them were groaning, like mm. the fact that he's went down. And even when the pen was awarded, it wasn't a massive cheer. It was like they thought, okay, well, it's a pen, but why the fuck didn't you put it in? Um, but, yeah, it's pathetic. And obviously the referee was Anthony Taylor, who is... He was the ref, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's embarrassing, isn't he? Just that, that fact weeks ago where he fucked it up and he made a mistake and he got demoted to the championship and then comes back up the next weekend and gets Man City-Chelsea. How did you get the biggest game of the weekend when you've just been fucking demoted? And I didn't I see the game, but a few people told us that he had a fucking shocker in the championship. <coughs> I think the champ- for situations like that, just quickly, the championship clubs need to have a pair of bollocks and say, well, no, he fucked up yeah. in the Premier League. I don't want him in charge of our game. Like, we've got our referees in the championship. Don't give us the ones that fuck up. Like, tell them to have a week off. You know what I mean? And Is there... Well, I know you said there isn't exams for referees. They've got to be watched and examined that way. Mm. But so I think some of them wouldn't fucking pass them again. Like Some of them are terrible. Mm. I think some of them should be made to go back down to fucking grassroots and say, right, pass at this level before we start yeah. bringing you back up because it's atrocious. I think if you drop Anthony Taylor, say Paul Tierney <coughs> um, and a couple of the other officials down to the level that our referee at on a Sunday morning... Mm. I don't think they'll pass. Mm. They're far too... Do you know what? They're far too fucking... Um, it's far too glamorous for them. They've got all... They've got linos on each side. They've got VAR, which fucking bails them out or whatever. And all they've got to really do 
is keep up with play mm. and make not very difficult decisions in most games. Some games, yeah, hard games, you know, your big your big games, City, Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Liverpool, whatever, right? So you've got your big games. Um, which, yeah, it does get difficult because it's from one side to the other constantly high-pressing, bloody really nice football. But most of the games aren't difficult to referee. And the amount of times I've been, I've been to Newcastle games and they've got some referees and I'm like... How are you not seeing it? Like, don't get me wrong. I hate, I hate being criticised as a ref. Like, be, if someone hasn't done that job before, mm. because it's completely different watching it from the sideline or watching it on telly to being there. But in some instances, it's like you can see there's initial foul on on a player. It was like last night, wasn't it? So Lewis Miley getting his shirt pulled, then Joe Linton fouls whatever Liverpool player it was. I can't remember. And I was going mad. I was like. He was getting his fucking shirt pulled. No, it was Bruno who got his shirt pulled. Because remember, he had a big hole in his fucking shirt mm. for half-time. How's that not a foul? And you can see his shirt's completely being ripped, so he's being pulled that fucking hard that it's ripped, right? So there's decisions like that, and it's like, do you know what? For me, if I see a foul being taken place there by one team and a, f- and a foul being taken place there, if I don't give the first one, I can't give the second one. Mm. Because it's not justifiable. It's like, that's what's frustrating these refs. It's sink or swim from a certain level to a certain level and then you get all you know you get that sort of luxury when you're you're at the level that they're at obviously but I've so there's one referee who we've had this season who's been flawless in all the games he's refed us Jared Gillett and yeah he's not always 100% he's not always the best ref in the Prem but He's be, he's probably been the most consistent ref for us, probably, and then Michael Oliver. Um, Michael Oliver's been elite for class last couple of seasons. Yeah. Or the best of yeah. what's there. But then, Anthony Taylor's getting all the picks of the finals in the World Cup and that way, and Michael Oliver doesn't get it, and I don't even understand why. I don't know whose ass is up to fucking get all them like, but... Howard Webb's definitely... Howard was a fucking man you from, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was a moron. Now he's in charge of them. The amount of extra time that he used to put on Fergie time. Uh, Dermot Gallagher talks sense on that ref watch. So give him yeah. a crack at some sort of job like that. And hopefully he doesn't, if he got a job like that, he wouldn't start changing the way he thinks about it. Mm-hmm. Like, but. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's ironic, Anthony Taylor's nickname is Tails. Because he's an absolute tail. <laughs> he is, isn't he? But yeah, that's that's that for uh, for this episode. Um, and we'll uh, we'll be we'll be back with uh, with an episode in a couple of weeks, just solely based on ref watch from a couple of games earlier in the season. But bye bye from me. See you later, everyone. Take care. <laughs>